Well, here Paul is actually talking about marriage, the whole chapter. Uh, how he wishes people had the gift of celibacy, but he knew people would not. And so he said people should get married to avoid sexual immorality because he's like, well, you're not going to be able to control yourselves. Paraphrase. <laughs> you know, that's literally what he was saying. You know, would he say anything different if he was here in 2022? I think this is very applicable, okay? Very applicable, Y'all can't yes. control yourselves. Since you can't get a grip, go get married, you know? Oh, boy. Um, then he went to, into the duties of the husband and wife, not depriving each other, except for an agreed-on time for spiritual growth, like prayer. And, but both have to actually agree to it, not just one saying, hey, let's do this, and the other one, eh. And the other one's like, hey, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so much for our PG rating. All right. <laughs> then, then Paul, you know, he quickly follows up saying it, you know, to come together again so that we would not be tempted by Satan to sin. And then he gives directions to the unmarried how not to divorce, you know, as well, because simply one is a non-believer. Mm-hmm. And this is a crucial thing because... The unbelieving spouse sanctifies a home, meaning God's protection falls on their home because of that believer in the home. Mm. They may be the only one, but God's blessing falls on that home because they're a believer in that home. And Peter actually goes on later to talk about this as well. First Peter 3 verses 1 and 2. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. So the point is that whether it's a, a saved husband or a saved wife, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Either one, whoever is saved, the believer could win over the non-believer by their actions, their mm-hmm. behavior, showing purity and reverence. Yeah, You know, it's that consistency in the home, right? Yep. And that's what's going to win them over. And so that is basically a summary of chapter seven you know what i've actually found though i think a lot of people misinterpret that as oh you know what like it's okay if these people aren't like maybe we don't hold the same beliefs or views right now because like it's all good like you know they're gonna start coming to church because of me like i've actually heard this a lot recently where it's like i I don't want to call it the missionary dating thing because i don't even think it's that intentional yeah. I think it's more like, oh, no, like, it's fine if people don't know the Lord because I do. And don't worry, they'll come to church with me and stuff like that. So what would you say in that circumstance? I know this is kind of like a separate question. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen homes uh, literally pretty much destroyed over this issue of mm. one person believes the other one doesn't. Mm. And, you know, at, at first it starts off, you know, very, you know, palatable. Hey, you know, you don't want to believe it's OK. It's your thing. But over years, yeah. it it digs a wedge between the two of them because one is believing one way, one is believing the other way. And you can't be divided. Yeah, absolutely. Some uh, some good thoughts there. Well, hey, 